Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingles comes to get it on the right side. Runs a pick and roll with Gobert. Wraps it down low to Rudy. Rudy loses it. Saves it to Bogdanovich. Left corner three. Boyan! What a play by Rudy Gobert! Dane driving to the basket. Rudy swats it and blocks it. Five seconds left. Bogdanovich fouled. Rudy Gobert puts the bow on that wrapping with a block shot of Dame Lillard at the rim. thought David Locke would have been a little more worked up about that. Of all the other ones all, all night. Well, know. I mean, should have been worked up about the other one. That's saving the ball and uh, yeah, getting the three. That was a big play. But when you swat Dame, yeah, with what? With that was yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was the game right there. There was still a chance if they score, stop, score to get it done. And that one put it away. David quite reserved. He had a lot of confidence at that point. He thought it was over. And it was. The Jazz get a win. They beat the Blazers. A lot of storylines in this game. Joe Ingles came out on fire. A three, a second one, a third one, a fourth one. Kept it going. And then Donovan Mitchell with a huge night. And the Jazz up 20 in the fourth quarter. Let that lead go all the way down to one. It just set the hook on Jazz fans, and then they just rip you out of the water. But then it's catch and release. They put you back in. Good win for the Jazz at home, and everyone is excited. Let's remember this. Portland has a losing record. The Jazz had to win that game, and they did. They got the win, got the first look at Jordan Clarkson, who I don't know what he could have possibly known. You just heard the post game there. Either you heard it last night after the game if you're up late or up early in the last segment. He was home for Christmas. He flew in, did the physical, and then he just must have, you know, talked to an assistant coach who told him some stuff and drew some stuff up, and then, hey, it's just basketball, you know? (laughs) Just find the space, throw the ball to the open guy, pass the screen away. Yeah, good luck. And he had nine points. We'll see how this uh, pans out in the long run. That was definitely – the pregame lean that, that Quinn used was throwing Clarkson into the fire. And that's why Donovan Mitchell was laughing about it last night. Like, it took me a year and a half. And this guy, like, has a chat with an assistant coach and then runs out there. Hey, Johnny Bryant, what do I need to do? Okay. I thought what Donovan said at the end, though, was true. He can get into the paint. He can collapse the defense, and he can create open three-pointers for guys. And for the Jazz, and we can get into this, uh, into the game, get your feedback on all this stuff later. You know, for the Jazz... That whole stay aggressive thing. They did it early in the game. They got to the basket. When the league got down to one and they called timeout after what I thought were two pretty lousy possessions. One ended with them just throwing the ball to Donovan with like three on the clock. And so he ends up taking a three off the dribble against pressure. Two things you try to avoid, and he had to do them both. But there was no other time to do anything else. That was a bad possession. And they had another one where they passed up at least one and possibly two good shots and then threw the ball in the backcourt. And I thought that was one where, uh, you know, just a little communication issue. Clarkson's the new guy, and he zigged when he should have zagged. He wasn't where I think it was Royce who threw it back there. And it's, you know, once they play together, they'll read each other and probably not make that play. 
But the Jazz get the win over the Blazers. Now, a much bigger test looming. They're playing the Clippers tomorrow. Very interesting. We've seen the Jazz do a pretty good job here of beating bad teams. And the one team they played that's really pretty good, Miami, they lost. They looked good. They competed well. But they got beat. Now can they beat the Clippers? Of course, the key with the Clippers at this point, we don't know which Clippers are going to play, if Kawhi's going to play or not. I think he's missed like nine games already. So, we'll see. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Back to Doncic with two and with one to Porzingis. Good if it goes from the right wing, it goes! As Doncic was able to roll it through the double team and Brad Porzingis again. Now driving against Murray and Aldridge. Wrap around Porzingis. Catch and shoot again for three. Back-to-back threes for Porzingis and the Mavericks back up by nine. The Dallas Mavericks get Luka Doncic back. He'd been injured. He'd been out. But, man, when he comes back, he just steps right into that whole rookie of the year role. Remember, I am. I am all NBA. I mean, all-star game, yeah, sure, I'll take that. But I'm all NBA, too. 24 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Can you imagine where this guy's going to end up? This is like year two, and he's just killing it. Light schedule in the NBA last night. Uh, The Kings lost to the Timberwolves in double overtime. Is somebody out of this group going to get going and make the playoffs? The Kings are a game and a half behind the Blazers. And the Spurs are a game behind. The Wolves, yikes. Eight games under 500. I mean, they snapped a losing streak with that win, so that was good for them. I mean, they've been losing forever. It's like 11 straight. And, of course, the interesting thing about this game, and you just wonder, no Carl Anthony Towns. So you're winning on the road. And I get it, Sacramento. But you're winning on the road without your best player and break an 11-game win streak. What's going on there? Chemistry issues. Everybody really love each other. Getting the most out of that talent. It's a weird deal. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Man, I hate this weekend in college basketball. Does anybody ever play anybody? Well, there's big sky action. UVU's playing Antelope Valley. Utah State's playing Eastern Oregon. Scheduling some wins before you go into conference play. The Utes, they are uh, not playing before they go into conference play. Their next game, they play the uh, Oregon schools next weekend. So nothing going on there. Uh, Weber State, you're right. Conference opened over Eastern Washington. But Weber State's 4-7. and seven. They got three wins over NAI schools. So I've got very, very low expectations there. BYU hosts Oral Roberts. Seems to be pretty mediocre. 7-5 out of the Summit League. Mediocre team at elevation in the Marriott Center. Expect BYU to win that and improve to 11-4. That's on BYU TV tomorrow night. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Back to pass. McDonald, he's got with the biggest catch of his career getting just inside the defensive player and what a pass by Cole McDonald for the touchdown. Zach Wilson in the shotgun looking, throws across the middle interceptor. Hawaii's got the interception, Corey Bethlin. His second interception of the game. Cougars losing, Hawaii, losing in Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. 
Man, I think many things about this game, and we will get to them in a later segment here this morning. But number one, Hawaii's a turnover machine. How did you? How did BYU end up? How, how do you, you? How do you end up with zero turnovers? Yeah. For how do you lose the turnover battle? Yeah. Okay. Yes, but even if you lose the turnover but battle, yeah. to lose three, three nothing, nothing. Like, they're Hawaii. They turn the ball over two and a half times a game. Cole McDonald had a game this year with four touchdowns and four interceptions. You should have lucked into one takeaway. You'd think so. And I thought BYU luck. Can you luck out of a takeaway? Why no. doesn't ESPN have a camera on the goal line? Maybe it would have shown he wasn't in. I, yeah. I got to admit, I don't know for sure he's in. Have a camera, but I thought he was line. probably in. And it's not. I guess you can say the network should provide that angle for the replay, maybe. But it's like it would just be good TV since that's the question. Could you answer the question for all the viewers? Why is there no camera? They got the little truck that drives up and down the sideline that's almost killed me 342 times when I haven't been paying attention. And they, got, they got the get-out-of-the-way guy, who's probably a get-back assistant coach who's now retired, and have gotten me out of the way and saved my life multiple times. But why isn't that little truck parked at the goal line shooting over the referee's head right down the line? I don't understand it. I don't understand other things. I don't understand why BYU's asking the quarterback to roll out to his left, to his left, throw across his body to a guy who is short of the first down marker. Behind the line of scrimmage. He's behind the line of scrimmage, so of course he's short of the line. He is. But on third and two, you can't run a route pass because I said this in the 6 o'clock hour. I've watched a lot of football, run probably more than I should have. Yeah. And there are every decade, and I know the game changes, but every decade I've watched ex-quarterbacks and ex-coaches tell me, oh, he ran that route short of the six. You have to run the route past the sticks. I never ran a route in my life. I have never been a wide receiver. I've never had a wide receiver coach tell me anything. But I know from spilling chips and soda on myself and listening to guys, because I'm not like PK. I hang on there every word, and I got my favorites and all that. And the, all of them, the good ones, the bad ones, the former college guys, former pro guys, all told me to run the run past the sticks. This game was, if you go big picture and we don't break it down, which you know I'm going to do, but – Big picture, this was BYU's season. Bad start, they lost to Utah, right? Things got better because they won at Tennessee and they beat USC. And they bobble around a little bit. And at the end, just when you think they're going to have a nice win and a good year, they don't have either. So the question's up on Facebook this morning. And we can hit this a little later in the show. And you can hit us on Twitter too, David DJ James. Facebook's DJ and PK. Seven and six, two years in a row. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Uh, we can get to this also. Will the quarterback position be opened up in spring ball? Is it going to be an open competition? And I would say after the way the game went, yes. I don't see how it can be anything except that. If I were the coaches, and what do I know? Because I'm a guy over here spilling chips on myself. As PK likes to say, singing guessing because that's what they pay me for. I'd split the reps evenly between three guys. Say, guys, impress me. Because you're a BYU coach and you're seven and six two years in a row, you got your job to worry about. Now, will one of these guys transfer? Yeah, maybe. But one of these guys might transfer if you declare one of them the starter. So, and then because then the other guys are like, oh, I don't even get to compete for it. I'm out of here. They've gotten they've gotten some good stuff out of everybody. Now, they haven't gotten enough. So let them play and see who gets better. you got a bunch of guys who are still relatively inexperienced. And you can build on this, and maybe there's a big year out there, right? We see quarterbacks take quantum leap forward. And then some of the other stuff around them is just 
you know, got to get better. The rest of the team has got to get better. They need more impact guys offensively. They've got to keep running backs healthy. Two years in a row, they've had running back issues. And along those lines, Tyson Williams shocks no one by announcing he's entering the NFL draft and foregoing a hardship waiver for a potential sixth year of eligibility. Skyler Southam, sophomore kicker, he's in the transfer portal. So, change is coming. Yeah, the play's kicking, not good enough. And, and maybe they shouldn't have missed that one. Maybe it was good, but, you know, knock it down the middle and then there's no debate. Exactly. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. He hasn't practiced yet. He may practice a little bit today. We're not sure yet if he is going to practice. Uh, he's questionable for the game. I do believe that uh, there's any shot of him being cleared to play medically. That If our trainers and doctors say that he can play, I think he is going to try. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope he does play. I don't really care what or who he was talking about there. I just like to listen to Ed Orgeron talk. Go Tigers. <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right there, the running back, star running back for LSU. Is he going to play? Is he going to sit? You know, you, you can't say this out loud because it's not right, and there's certain things you can say and certain things you can't say. But honestly, LSU is going to win this game, and they need to sit him and get him healthy for the final because they're going to need him in the title game. But they can beat Oklahoma without him. Oklahoma's defense is not that good. If they have one less weapon, what will happen? LSU will end up in the end zone. That's what will happen. Oklahoma's defense, we've seen it. It's had issues big time. If there's like one group that doesn't fit in these four teams, your offense, your defense, they'd be the Oklahoma defense. It doesn't look like an elite-level group. Can they do something for a while? Can they get a stop here and there? Maybe, but it's LSU. And really, let's see a show of hands. Who thinks LSU's scoring 40 points in this game? Because I do. And can they do it without their star running back? Yeah, I think they can. Semifinals are tomorrow. Oklahoma and LSU at 2 o'clock. Clemson and Ohio State, 6 o'clock. And the Fiesta Bowl, both those games on ESPN. And here's the thing about the semifinals. There have been way more blowouts than there have been good games. And there have been some good semifinals, but way more blowouts than good games. I think what you get, I don't think it's a jinx. I don't think it's a hex. I don't think it's any kind of karma. I think you get an elite team at this level. And then you give them three weeks to get healthy, and you give their coaches three weeks to find the weaknesses in the other team, and that's why you get blowouts. And you can give the team that isn't as good three weeks, and you know what they find out over the course of three weeks? Yeah, there's no weaknesses for us to attack in this team. So I think that's why more often than not we get these blowouts, and that could be what we see with LSU and Oklahoma. Now, I got to admit, I'm a sucker. I think Clemson-Ohio State's going to be a really good game. And when it's a blowout, I'll come back here on Monday and say, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I do see it coming just because there have been so many of them, but I can't tell you who's gonna, which team's going to blow out the other. No idea. Cotton Bowl Classic tomorrow. Oh, the game, the game Utah could have been in. Would it have really felt like a New Year's Six? Would the emotion and the passion from the Ute fan base been any different? I mean, flying to Dallas and flying to San Antonio is expensive, and there aren't that many airline seats that are going to move so many people. When you really want to move people and move, you know, 20 or 25,000 Ute fans, you, they got to be able to drive, like to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. Eh, nobody's driving to Dallas or San Antonio, not in any real numbers. I mean, there's probably a couple couple uh, frat boy must members out there who are like, yeah, let's ride! The hardcore. Road trip! Yeah. And they're spilling chips all over the car for three days. 
but not very many. Uh, USC and Iowa in the Holiday Bowl tonight. That's on FS1. And you can also see Washington State and Air Force in the Cheez-It Bowl, 8.15 on ESPN. Why do we all think Washington State's in trouble? Because Washington State's in trouble, They're in right? trouble, yeah, yeah. They're in trouble. It's a 10-win <laughs> Air Force team. You don't want to mess with that. Hey, Washington State, how's your run defense? And by the way, that rhythm offense you run, you could be standing on the sideline for 20 minutes at a time. Exactly. If Washington gets if Washington State gets this win, I'll be impressed. It'll be a good win. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. What brought you back this time? Happy holidays. Merry New Year. Well, have a great day. It's a great fun to look at that. And there's Marshawn Lynch. He's back, baby. I don't know if he can run like he used to, but he can still hold short, weird press availabilities like he used to. I'm he hasn't lost. I don't get fined. He hasn't lost that skill. Seattle, San Francisco. If San Francisco wins, they're the one seed in the NFC playoffs. They don't have to go play the Saints in the Dome. They don't have to go play the Packers in Lambeau Field. A couple of the better home field advantages in football. And the Niners don't have to do it if they win this game. And Seattle's lost their left tackle and all their running backs. Russell Wilson is not in a groove. Not to put it all on him. I don't want to be bitter about what he did to my fantasy team. I'm rising above that. Barely. But he's thrown seven touchdown passes in six games. He had that huge game the PK was at at home against Tampa Bay when he threw five touchdown passes. And honestly, at that point, I thought I was going to win my league. I thought I was going to win the playoffs. It was all set up. And then Seattle's offense destructed. Injuries everywhere. Uh, a couple other big games to watch this weekend. Uh, the Patriots can wrap things up with a win and get a first-round bye and a second-round home game. And they would prefer that to playing in the opening round and then having to go to Kansas City in the divisional round. Kansas City needs a win and help. Kansas City at home playing the Chargers who haven't won a division game yet and aren't likely to win this one. But the Chiefs need help. Uh, NFC East. That pitiable thing. Is it over? Is it really over? All the Eagles have to do is beat the Giants and win the division. But, you know, you probably take a peek at that just on the off chance they mess that thing up. And even then, Dallas would have to beat Washington. Exactly. It would be the NFC East upside down. If the Giants, if New York and Washington both win on the final week and the square Redskins, go Giants. And then... Philly backs into it, whatever. Okay, fine. All right, a lot of seeds to sort out. A lot of the playoff bids are locked up, but a lot of seeding and matchups to sort out here on the final weekend. And Marcus Golden, Merry Christmas. He gets a $1 million bonus, a stat correction. He had been given a half sack in a game, but the teammate was just holding on to the leg. He wasn't bringing anybody to the ground. He so took care of the business. Yeah. Gave him the full sack. I don't know about that, but okay if you say so. They gave him the full sack, and he gets a million-dollar bonus. So who had a merrier Christmas? Hey, ten sacks, one million dollars, let's go. Coming out of the G League to the NBA. That's a good point. Rajon came in, did that first interview. He played it for you earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. This best Christmas gift ever. I don't know. There's a million-dollar Christmas gift right there. But see, he'd point out, well, if it works out in the NBA, it'll be a multi-million dollar Christmas gift. So the multi-million dollar Christmas gift tops the million dollar Christmas gift. What is trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
All right, coming up later this morning, David Locke, ready to voice the Utah Jazz, slated to join us at 8.30. Waiting on Joe Ingles, probably right after David Locke would be my guess. And we will talk with Joe Ingles here today as well. Coming up next, your thoughts on the Jazz, the acquisition, your first look at Clarkson, how all these guys fit in together. We will get to that next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.